You're listening to the Sour Burner Podcast. Carnival edition. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Carnival Podcast with me, Charlotte, and my incredible guest, Vincent. Mr. V, how are you? Hi, I'm really good. Thank you, Charlotte. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, so today we're going to be discussing everything dance in relation to carnival, like past, present, future. Um, so obviously I know you really well, but not everyone that's going to be listening to this is going to know you. So can you just tell us a little bit about kind of your role within Levi's and kind of how long you've been with the business? Yes, exactly. So I'm Vincent Bug. I'm the store manager for the new House London Sustainable Store. I've been with the brand since 2014. I stepped into Carnaby Street, developed very quickly into the Levi Vintage Store on Newburgh Street. And with the change around during COVID, we've launched this amazing new sustainable project um, that I'm really excited to be part of. Amazing. Thanks for kind of giving a bit of an overview. And, And what's your heritage, like your origins? Where are your family from? Were you born in the UK? So my mum is from Belgium. My dad is from Dominica. Mm-hmm. I was born in the UK and I like to think of myself as Belminican. Oh, I like that. Bit of a merger. Cool. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> in terms of carnival, can you give us a bit of an overview as kind of what your first experience of carnival was like? So I know mine was pretty extravagant. So I would like to know a little bit more about how you found your first experience. So if I really, really think back to it, my first experience of carnival, I am about five years old. Wow, started young. (laughs) Yes, exactly that. (laughs) Um, I remember coming up for a family day. We, I grew up in Hampshire and my cousins lived in, um, in West London. We came up and we would spend the summers. And so one summer, I remember us going down to this huge um, festival, Extravaganza. And the reason why I remember it is because that's the first kind of time that I saw other little boys and girls that looked like me, um, Mm -hmm. on masses anyway. And so that's why it really stuck out to me. Um, I think my day was probably full of just gasping and being... um, um, you know, caught by surprise that I wasn't the only little mixed race boy out there. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I had an amazing time at, at that carnival and then that kind of sparked um, us coming back year after year from, from that point onwards. Would you say that obviously over the years it's evolved and developed and kind of how would you describe those changes over the years? So Carnival has massively changed and it's massively changed for me over the years and had an impact because of how my life and the lifestyle I live has developed. Um, mm-hmm. From that first moment of going to Carnival as a family, it was all about that celebration. And we you know, were eating the food, drinking some beautiful punches, having a dance to the music. Um, it was just a beautiful day. The Sunday for Carnival, um, for people who don't know, is a family orientated day. The Monday is when it gets a little bit more adult and um, goes down that direction. So my first experiences were very family orientated, very beautiful. As that developed, I started to participate in the parades. 
and I would come mm -hmm. up um, in the summer holidays. I would be part of a, a crew and I would make my costume with them. Uh, we would spend about two weeks making that and then uh, we would obviously march in the parade and you just felt even more part of the celebration of, of the Caribbean culture and, and lifestyle. Um, as I became a late teenager, I came out and I remember visiting Carnival just before going off to university and I had the worst experience of my life. I was oh. a young gay, but thank you. I was a young gay boy who um, threw himself into the midst of carnival and the culture. And I think that I wasn't prepared and I wasn't strong enough in my new skin to be able to hold myself um, and hold my head up high. And I think at the time there was a lot of controversy with sexuality and sexuality within the community. Um, so it kind of put a real downer on what carnival meant to me. Mm. Uh, I would you say that's changed more recently? Has, yes, exactly that. Um, I visited carnival back in 2017 with my niece and I took her and a friend and we had an amazing time. We just went in for the party. We ejected ourselves really early. Um, so we were fully in control of our carnival experience. I then was able to go back in 2019 with Natasha Stanley and Agatha Nikita, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and we had the best time, um, a group of Levi's employees enjoying the music, the food, um, the dancing, the costume, and we made a full day of it. And it took me back to the family orientated part of what Carnival is and it really took me back to that first experience so I'm really really grateful that that I had that re-injection in 2019. Definitely I mean you mentioned there about kind of the whole dance aspect and element of it is there video evidence of this are we going to be seeing that anytime soon that's the question I've got on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can come down to House London any day of the week and I will show you how to dance at Carnival. Charlotte. I am so coming. <laughs> there is no stopping me now. Now you've given me the, you know, the invite. That's it. I'm on the train. Uh, <laughs> I do. No. I will say I have uh, photographic evidence of my first um, performance uh, and my first costume with Carnival. So I will go back to my parents this weekend and I'll try and fish that out so so we can um, share that with the Salvona members and. Um, allies and I will try and find some some video footage but I have a fear that I will be searching through VHS so if you know anybody who has a VHS player <laughs> I don't even know what one of them is Vincent so <laughs> I don't know if that's me showing how angry I am or whatnot but <laughs> as long as we, we can get it put on like a an mp3 of some sort so we can we can share it I don't know how we're going to do that but that's for me to worry about <laughs> um obviously COVID and I mean I hate bringing it up because obviously everyone's bored of the whole conversation of COVID but obviously that's impacted drastically on everyone's life and you know especially Carnival obviously last year being cancelled this year is going to be I think more virtual or something else is going to happen rather than the actual event itself kind of how has lockdown kind of impacted and affected the community, would you say? Um, so I think, as you sort of raised, it's affected every community and it's affected everyone in some, in some way. 
um, I think when we when we look back to the events of last year, um, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter protests that started happening just as we were going into the lockdown, this has put a huge strain on the community. And in those times of celebration, it really is those community events that brings everybody back together. I think mm. having um, Carnival turning somewhat virtually, but, you know, we really didn't know how to use digital last year to it being this year i think there's going to be a huge celebration i think there's going to be more people doing small intimate picnics and celebrating their own way um, but there's a lot more online for people to be able to tune into and i think it's about reconnecting with what community and family means and and keeping hold of that because we know that next year 2022 um there's already talk about it all over the Notting Hill Carnival website you know they want to go big they want to come back strong but the first thing on their mind was about protecting the community we know that um, there are higher levels of, of cases um, within the black um, and North African communities and so what we wanted to do is obviously make sure that everybody is safe first um, so I really respect the committee's decisions um, but I think you know everybody can't wait to to get back and smell the smells, see the colour <laughs> from the costumes and, and just enjoy an amazing bank holiday weekend. 100%. Me and Natasha had a conversation earlier about this and it's really interesting you bringing it up of kind of how it's all about community and, you know, everyone's still trying to, to get something from the carnival experience, even though it's not necessarily in person. Um, and everyone needs that kind of, it's a connection thing. I think people over the last year, you know, drew, because of COVID, there's been a lack of communication and connection with anyone. So even though this year will be obviously online next year, I mean, me and Natasha are already 100% up, ready to go. I'm already getting my costume ready. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I think next year is going to be absolutely epic. And I think sometimes we just need that little bit of hope that next year will be better. So then it kind of brings everyone's spirits up and then we can start planning things to make it as big, bold and beautiful as we possibly can. So it's interesting that, that you mentioned that you better be joining us Vincent otherwise I'll be very upset <laughs> I am 100% going to be there with both of you I think after we've been working on this project <laughs> it is essential that that we um bring bring everybody together and, and we have an amazing amazing carnival experience next year looking forward to it already and kind of obviously with everyone that we're speaking to we want to really focus on like one element of carnival and obviously yours is dancing I mean perfectly chosen for you can you give our listeners a little bit of an overview of your dancing background and kind of how carnival and dancing go together for you yeah definitely so um a lot of people may know um or may not know already I am a professionally trained dancer I graduated in 2008 but I left dance school in 2007 to join a very prestigious West End show which was The Lion King and this was one of the most amazing experiences to be part of. Um, walking into a, a theatre that is filled with ethnic people um, was probably one of the first experiences I'd had in the dance world and it very much related back to that first experience of carnival and seeing little girls and boys like me um, mm -hmm. so that's kind of then sparked my my dance career and, and that came to a halt um, from a severe dance industry but I can take you right back to the reason why my parents got me into dancing and my mum mm -hmm. I asked her a story recently she said to me 
um, that when when I was younger, I used to have a pair of cycling shorts and I'm like three, four years old and I used to pull the cycling shorts on, pull them right up so my little bum was out and I used to stand in front of the TV <laughs> when the music was on and I'd be dancing and like winding my little bum bum and straight from that <laughs> she was like, we need to get him into dancing. So so they enrolled me into, into performing arts school from a very young age. Um, and then I, I started a child career into, into a young adult career in, in the dance world. Um, and I got to tour the world as well with, with dancing. But um, it's those moments of empowerment as a young black mixed race queer man where you are in a room and you're breathing the same air that it just sort of takes you up. And those are really, for me, the experiences I have with Carnival where you're breathing in that same air and it's that empowerment almost of culture and celebration and yeah so dance I think intertwines into that with me because of those very iconic moments throughout my my youth that that have shown. I think that your story is truly inspirational for the fact that obviously you've grown up you've come through you know lots of challenges and you're now able to fully be yourself celebrate being who you are celebrate the community in which you were born into and live your life in and you're also by doing that kind of inspiring the younger generation who are seeing you being authentically yourself I think that's like a massive you know well not well done for it but just hats off to you like you're inspiring as a person so thank thank you you for that no no I really appreciate that you know for me because I didn't really see anybody like me and didn't know who I was and the gay element of of you know discovering myself dance was a a place where I could disappear and I could escape and it was this world you know when I'm just dancing and moving to the music I was free and I didn't have to care about anything and I think this really is that birth of the Caribbean style of dance hall which really came around in in the sort of late 40s um and so you have to think you know uh Europe went over to the Caribbean and colonized we created the plantations you know we then decided that we were going to give back freedom from that came a sense of belonging and what we do is we associate things with those emotions with the you know that freedom etc and dancing and music is a place to escape and that has been a huge part of the carnival culture and it really has been a huge part of of my growth and my culture um you know dance hall coming around in the 40s and and helping people escape to a different world putting on a costume stepping into the room um you know showing off yourself really that's what it was all about and and i think that's that's what's got me through some of those really difficult times and got me to where where i am today and and, um, you know, if it's anything that I can pay forward and, and if I was to be an inspiration, then it would really be to, to give those spaces to, to the younger generation for them to be able to explore themselves as well. 100%. And, and kind of with that thought, where do you see dance evolving? How do you see it kind of progressing? Obviously, we've come a very long way since, you know, as you say, like the 1940s. Where would you like to see it or where do you think it's going? Do you think it will be more danceful? Do you think it'll be more to reggae music? What's your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, as music evolves, everything that goes along with music evolves. And that really is the core base, I think, to a lot of 
social aspects. You know, music influences fashion, it influences dance, it influences art, it can inspire food and surroundings and, you know, all of these things. So when we look at the development of reggae and ska that really came from rhythm and blues, um, you have to see as it's developed, the culture has grown as the mindset shifts, that changes everything. So from the reggae and ska that was being danced to in the 40s and the 50s, when those sound systems came over to the UK in the 50s with the Windrush, that sound then changed because there was a different attitude. So that reggae ska sound became a more ragga dancehall sound. You know, right. the aggression came there. It went from it being about don't worry, be happy to about ponder play and, you know, getting down and getting dirty. <laughs> so as we, um, as we develop and, and we develop as a culture and a society, I think we'll see elements of that change. And, and we're mm. already seeing elements of that change and in my world, it's about it opening itself up to those other communities within the Caribbean and the Black culture. So it's extending out, you know, what can our queer members, our trans members, what can they bring to the table? Because as soon as you let us into, into the, the restaurant and we get a seat around that table, we are going to elevate everything. And, you know, I know Lil Nas is not a dance or artist, but we're even seeing it in the hip hop industry. So it is mm -hmm. only a space of time before there are huge queer artists within the, the dancehall industry. A hundred percent. And as you just mentioned, like music and dance go hand in hand. I mean, you can't, it's very hard to dance without music because music gives you the feeling and then the expression becomes the dance. So it's really interesting how they can kind of, as you say, music is evolving. So is dance. I think it's going to be a really interesting um, development to watch. So That's hopefully it. over the next five five or ten years I think there's going to be a massive shift you know as attitudes change and we become far more inclusive in general with every aspect of our lives I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that is going to affect carnival and obviously elements of it like the, the dance the music the food things like that so yeah. yeah and I think as well with that you know we're seeing this huge focus back on like African retention so we know the world started as Africa and then it broke apart and you know, all of these other countries have developed and all of these other communities have developed, which is what makes the world so beautiful. But when we talk about African retention, we look back to those tribal moments and that's really where everything starts and then it cascades from there. So I think, you know, music and Afrobeats are starting to develop. We're starting to see more within the costuming. You know, Carnival was massively influenced by South America and the Brazilian, um, Brazilian element, the soca, but I think now we're going to see this new injection. And, and as you say, over the next five, 10 years, we're really going to see a shift and a, and a change into what, what music is, what dance is, but also what the Caribbean influence is on, on um, this. Yeah, I think kind of like the sentence to kind of sum it up is what a time to be alive. Like there's so much changing and we're part of that change as well. So it'll be very interesting to see iconic. how it develops. Yeah. 100%. I'm really excited. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Vince. It's been amazing to talk to you and I really appreciate your, you sharing your experiences, your personal one. Um, so I hope everyone that is listening in is enjoying them. So you, but those at home, keep your eyes and ears open for more episodes to come. Thank you, Vincent. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.